Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. We are your hosts, Bryce Bauer and Jenny Morrow. We are a husband and wife team helping you create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. What's up, everyone? This is Bryce with the Advanced Relationship Podcast. I'm super excited to be here today. It'll be just me. And today I'm going to be talking about something that I find really interesting. It may seem like a little bit of a tangent when it comes to relationships, but I'm going to tie it in because I think it is really important. So today I'm going to be talking about death, our own mortality, and how it can impact our relationships and how we can use the reality of our own death to improve our relationships and our mindset. So first I'm going to start with a story. I don't talk about this very often. It doesn't come up in normal conversation very much, but shortly after I moved to Utah, I was 21 years old and I worked in Southern Utah for a wilderness therapy program. And I would drive down the night before because I had to get up early for work the next day. And it was a three-hour drive, so it would often be dark. And it was the middle of the summer. And the last hour or so of the drive, there's just nothing. It's just mountains. And there are almost no towns, no people, no traffic. You, You can go for an entire hour and not see anyone on the road, especially at night. So anyways, I'm driving down to work this particular night, and I'm in my my Mitsubishi 3000 GT, bright red, chrome rims, stick shift. I love that car, and I'm doing about 70, and this is back when I was still using a CD player, so I remember looking down to change the song, and the minute I looked up, there is a deer maybe 10 yards in front of my car and it's running and instinctually I jerk the wheel just a little bit and I still hit the deer head on and the body of the deer hits the windshield and it shatters it I couldn't see anything and within A quarter of a second, I can feel my car catching the gravel on the side of the road as I'm slamming on the brakes. The car fishtails the back end, and the next thing I know, I'm tumbling. The car is rolling. Granted, I was doing 70, so there's a ton of momentum here. And I don't have memory of that as much it's i think all thoughts stopped it was complete fear and shock and the car rolled twice before landing on all four wheels and the top of the car was so low that when it smashed in it actually crunched me down into my seat And it smashed both doors. I mean, it smashed everything. The car was destroyed. 
and all my belongings that I had were thrown everywhere in the road within the car. And I was in such an altered state and so scared when the car stopped that I mistook the powder from the airbags as smoke, and I thought the car was on fire. So I'm scrambling to get out of the car, and I'm trapped because the, my door is smashed shut. I'm smashed down in my seat. My seatbelt is still on, and I'm having trouble reaching it. I don't know if I'm hurt. But all I know is I need to get out of the car. So I get the seatbelt off and I crawl to the other side. And the other door is also smashed. So I open it as much as I can and I can't get out. And I push it and I push it. And I'm right when I'm about to try to climb out the window, which is also smashed in, I get it out just enough to crawl out onto the side of the road. And I stand up, and the first thing I do is I start looking down at my arms and my legs and shaking them and moving them because I'm like, maybe something is broken, something has to be wrong. And I start feeling around on my head, and I can feel some warm fluid, and and there is some blood. But I start feeling for, for bigger lacerations, and I can't feel anything. And I'm shaking my arms and my legs, just feeling all the parts of my body, my ribs, And I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, I realize that I'm okay. I mean, my knee was banged up, my elbow was banged up, but otherwise, I'm okay physically. It's a crystal clear night, not a cloud in the sky, and the stars are out. And I just look up at the sky, and I just start screaming like, yes, yes, yes. I was just ecstatic that I wasn't hurt. I didn't care about the car at all. I didn't care that I was in the middle of nowhere, that I didn't have service on my phone, (laughs) that all my shit was all over the place. Nothing mattered except that I was alive, that I was healthy, that I was uninjured. And I don't know if many people have this experience of going through a near-death experience. I think most people have these at least times when they feel like they could be dying, even if they just have the flu. I think we all have these some more extreme than others, but then to also have the experience of being in complete silence and beauty directly after and to be able to sit in that was was something I have a hard time explaining. I mean, if you're in a car accident in the city, it's only minutes before people are coming up to you and there's an, there are ambulances and then you're in the hospital and there are the floodlights and the, and the people, but I was completely alone in the middle of nowhere. I can't call anyone. I don't have service. There are no cars. It's just me. And so I just sit down and, and it was almost like time stood still. I, I didn't care about anything. I was just happy. And I, I started to think about my family and my friends and my coworkers. And I just wanted to, to call them and tell them how grateful I was of them. And it, it goes even beyond that because it was just the sense of being connected to everyone. I just had no way to show my gratitude for life in that moment other than to sit there and smile and just be. And as the night rolled on, it took 30 minutes before a car drove by. They didn't have service. And on down the line, I didn't end up going to the hospital 
but I did get a hold of a coworker who came and picked me up and it was a long night. I mean, my boss picked glass out of my head for about 30 minutes. Um, and then the thinking came back online again and I was thinking, wow, I almost never wear my seatbelt. I was 21 years old. I just, it wasn't cool. It was uncomfortable. I hadn't got used to it. But this night I was wearing my seatbelt. And if I hadn't been, who knows? I could have easily died. And that stuck with me. Every phone conversation I had, I called my mom and my dad and just told them what happened. And I couldn't even get out the words before I started crying. I was just overcome with emotion gratitude, fear, confusion, all those things that I'm sure other people experience when when they feel like they were that close to death or if someone is diagnosed with cancer. I mean, even though it was such a short period of time, it, it made a big impact on me. And I noticed myself going back to that from time to time when I think about what really matters if I have something, I'm worried about money and how business is going or, or some little mistake that I made or a mistake that someone in my life made or an attitude that I feel like I'm getting from someone. And every once in a while, I'll have this memory come back that, oh, yeah, this can be taken away from me at any time. I'm gifted with this moment to live, and I get to choose how to use that time. And so how does this relate to relationships? I think it's it's everything, really, because our society censors death, and we don't spend much time thinking about the reality that we are going to die. Everyone in our life is going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. And we don't have that much time to work with here. Days turn into months, months turn into years, and then we have decades and that's if we're lucky. I know I live tacitly assuming that I'm going to live to 100 and be healthy and conscious and comfortable that whole time and that maybe I'll be on my deathbed the last week of my life or I'll die in my sleep and just never know. But that is rare. For most people, death sneaks up on them. We're all playing a game in which we can't see the clock. But we often don't treat each other that way and we often don't treat our lives that way so the way that this can be used as a tool how do you want to be in this moment today is there anything that you want to say to the people that are closest to you is it really worth it to bicker about the dishes or what the kids are doing if you really have this in the back of your mind, that time is limited and unknown, then it's impossible to care about all the little things that our mind attaches to that really don't matter. So there's this right-sizing that can happen. And I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all tool. You couldn't just walk around and just keep imagining that you could die at any moment Maybe you could, that sounds hard, but to bring in this reality that we're often censored to, that we often aren't aware of, that's true. And this is a part of our life. I don't think we have to live to run from death. I think we can use death 
in our life to experience more. And there's a time to be fast and there's a time to be slow, but there is a sense of urgency that I really want to enjoy this time. But any time I think about this story, I think about the limited time that I have, it inspires me to do more, to be more present, to say the things that I really mean and not waste as much time on the things that don't matter. And this comes up in everything. Our relationships are everything that matters in our life if we really trace it back. Our jobs are used to make money so that we can have security for us and the people we care about and to to buy experiences. If we're really honest, I don't think we care as much about the car or the bank account as much as we think we do. It's difficult because we're trained to really care about that by our parents, by society. And it's not that it's some big giant conspiracy. It's just the way that it is right now. But there are people waking up. If you're someone who enjoys listening to this type of podcast and podcasts like it, and enjoys self-exploration, and wants to question things, then you're part of this growing number of people that are waking up. For thousands of years, we've, we've been concerned about our survival as a species, and we are just now on the edge, especially in developed countries, of having much of our safety and our survival needs met 24-7. So we have time to think about what really matters in life, to find meaning, to build a legacy that doesn't just include reproducing. I think about everything that's been passed down to me through generations, people that are gone now who've passed on, but who, through their experience of life, gave something to me, a strength, an idea, some positive and some negative, obviously. But we are on the edge of this. We are what is happening right now. And that's a big deal. So as you move out into the world today and as you're in relationship with your coworkers and your partner and your family, keep this in mind. The next time you're arguing about the dishes or whose turn it is to pick the kids up or money issues, Think, is this subject, is this thing going to matter if you're lucky enough to be laying on your deathbed decades from now? Probably not. And what does matter? Because it is the experience of a lot of people that we think that we need to do all this practice and building up to this moment where then we're grateful or then we're mindful or then we have the right skills or we're doing it right but it actually can be done in a split second. You can be present now. You don't have to be a meditation master. Just right now, this breath, this feeling, this experience, this is it. This is all we have. And I don't think at all that people struggle in relationships because they don't have the intelligence or, the, or they're not putting in or they don't have enough energy to work on the relationship. We have plenty of energy, but it's where we place it. We're often not clear on what matters, why it matters, 
what we really want, these big questions. What meaning can we gain from suffering? Where is there unnecessary suffering? And it's possible to go through an entire life and not really wake up. I think there are generations of people before us, our ancestors, that probably didn't think in this way. So we certainly have our work ahead of us. This has been a super fun topic for me to talk about. How this looks from a practical standpoint is you can come up with some important questions in your life that maybe you haven't given enough attention to. Maybe you can have a conversation that you've been meaning to have. Maybe you can just bring in this intention to have more awareness around life and what matters. And in my experience, the more focus I put on this, the more it comes in when I need it the most. And if you like what me and Jenny are talking about, you can visit us at www.advancedrelationshipacademy.com. We want to help as many people as we can, whether that be through the podcast or through our coaching programs and live events. So check us out. We are fully committed to helping people create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet.